Welcome to episode 155 of the Thunder Underground podcast. I'm Trent, joined by Jason. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We do. We're talking rock. Talking rock. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, uh, this is a hostful episode, just with us two today. That's right. It's been a while since we just yeah, talked. Yeah. So That's okay, though. We need to talk it out. It's always, yeah, it's always fun to... <laughs> Not have to like be mindful of how long we've talked because we've got right. an interview coming, all that kind of thing. But we can just go. That's right. We've got a couple great new albums to talk about. We've got a couple great songs to play. A few other random topics. But right off the top, got to talk about someone that we recently lost. Yes. This <clears throat> one is a pretty big one in the sense of how important I think he was and how underrated he probably was in yes. the grand. Scheme of things. Yes, definitely underrated. And Fast Eddie Clark, one of the, well, you don't want to say original because there was technically a band before he was in it, but as far as the first debut Motorhead album and on, this guy's part of the classic line of of Motorhead, and now that makes all three of them that have now passed. That's right. Because Filthy Phil passed about a month before Lemmy did in 2015, and here we are. Early 2018, and Fast Eddie Clark is now gone. Yes, I mean, uh, you know, Fast Eddie, Lemmy, Filthy, even Wurzel, who wasn't even, he wasn't there at the beginning, but he, I think he was, you know, classic enough. Right. But, you know, as far as Fast Eddie goes, I mean, you know, once again, you know, we're just, uh, we're losing him at, at what seems to be more so than ever in the past year or two. Right. And, and it's just a sad deal. Yeah, and the thing with Fast Eddie is, like, if you mention the word Motorhead to anybody, even someone who's a huge fan, but your general public, Lemmy is the thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Obviously, there's a reason for that. But at the same time, every classic Motorhead song that anybody knows, you know, this that sound of Fast Eddie is all over this thing. Yeah, it's got Fast Eddie all over it. And those, some of the best riffs and most classic songs from, you know, heavy music history is because of this guy. That's right. And then later on, of course, he was a part of the band Fastway. Fastway, yeah, which, you know, if you really, uh, you know, to some people, some people might be going, what? But most people, or a lot of people, that's the first thing they think about. Right. Because, you know, Fastway really touched a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, I know that, you know, our buddy Scott Squires from uh, Rocket Science and Down for Five, you know, he was a big Fastway fan. That's right. And, uh, you know, you know, say what you will, you can't deny that song. That's a hit. Everyone knows that one. Uh, and, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, one of those things. Yeah. Crank some iron fist killed by death, ace of spades. And then of course some fast way. Yes. Yes. Throw one up for fast Eddie Clark. Yeah. Dave King from flogging Molly will love it. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, maybe maybe when they come here, we'll get him on, and first question will be about Fastway, an interview will last 13 seconds. Exactly, exactly. If he Dave King does not like to talk about Fastway, you will be shut down. So that would be awesome, though. We'd get it on tape, you know, we'd get the 13 seconds on record, you know? <laughs> right. You know, our, our, our Doyle interview would be longer than that. <laughs> That's right. The, the famed Lost Doyle interview. That could be uh, the new uh, goal for us is to try to yes. do an interview shorter than Doyle <laughs> that wasn't pre-planned to be shorter. No shit. That, that would do it. <laughs> but yeah, RIP Fast Eddie, you know, uh, 
<clears throat> just a, a, a giant in the metal world. So, yeah, there you go. Without a doubt. Well, speaking of sad times, just found out recently that Severmind has vo- lost their vocalist. Yes. Heath, you know, Heath announced and the band announced here just this past weekend that, or in this late last week that they're parting ways. Not much more info was given than that as you and I go. You know, we've long, since the beginning of this podcast, they're one of the first bands, you know, we had on, one of the first bands we started talking to, kind of getting to know, and throughout the history of this, you know, we made sure our 100th episode involved them as well. and Oh, definitely. Played them, talked about them countless times, and we love those guys. With that being said, you know, when they move forward, one of the things about Severmind is you go see them, you listen to their music, and all four of these guys are extremely strong musicians and important to this band. So I think whoever they get is going to have some big shoes to fill. I agree. I mean, you know, all I can do is echo what you just said. I mean, Severmind is, you know, from day one, been a huge supporter of us and as we, them. Um, it's really sad, you know, when you hear about this kind of stuff and, uh, you know, I, I, and I don't know the, the hows and whys and the ins and outs and that's none of my business, but, you know, I just hope that both parties, you know, continue on because there's just, you know, oodles of talent going on all around. Um, and I think that, uh, Tulsa metal scene, you know, can only benefit from, you know, both sides continuing on. So I really hope that, uh, you know, I really hope that out of this negative comes a positive. That's really all you can do at this point. Right. You know? Yeah. Heath has such a strong voice that like you said, hopefully, you know, coming down the line here, he'll be doing something else. It it was one of the trademarks of that band. So, you know, this is going to be an adjustment. I get that, you know, so we'll see. Right. So yeah, if you're a seven man fan, you know, be on the lookout for, what Heath has coming and what Severmind has coming. I'm sure we'll hear more about it in the coming weeks or months. And with that being said, they had to pull out a whole lot of fest. Yeah. And they were replaced by Let's Lift the Dogs. Okay. Which, as much as I was looking forward to seeing Severmind, because it's been quite a while. Yeah. I'm happy with that replacement because the only time I saw Let's Lift the Dogs was the acoustic performance. Okay. And I remember when they did... You know, one of their regular performances, they opened for Sons of Texas. It was when we were doing the interview. Yeah. And I've mentioned this before, like, you know, Tracy and Jason Carroll and everyone was just going on about how great this band was. And oh, that's cool. Really looking forward to seeing seeing these guys. So, yeah. And speaking of a lot of fest, we haven't mentioned in a while. We'll be talking about that more here in the coming weeks because we're just about oh, right under four weeks, four weekends away from this thing. Yeah. Two full days of amazing music. So get on Facebook and look up a lot of fest to see this lineup. It's extremely strong. Now it's time for happy stuff. Right. Saxon has a brand new album. Get this, it's number 22. Album number 22. 
22nd studio album from Saxon called Thunderbolt comes out February 2nd. Nice. We were fortunate enough to be able to listen to advanced copy of this. Yes. So here we go. <laughs> Thunderbolt is the opening track. Yeah. Well, it's the second track. The opening track's a little intro. And this thing is a great title track and a great way to kick off this album because everything about this song is definitive of what Saxon has been doing, especially lately. You know, Thunderbolt's oh, really strong, yeah. like strong title track, just like Batting Ram was. Yeah. It's kind of in your face. See, in, oh, no, sorry. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> st- you know, trying to step back before I really say that, Saxon's one of those bands, you always kind of know what you're going to get. Yes. You kn- yeah. You're not going to put on a new Saxon album and think, oh, they're going to have electronic elements added or do something weird or experimental or we're going to hear some power ballads in here or whatever. Yeah. It's Saxon. You know the sound. You know you're going to get amazing guitar riffage, pounding drums, and that fucking voice of Biff Bifer. Oh, man. And that's what you get. Exactly. I mean, you know, since, uh, you know, I, I, I have always said when it comes to Saxon, I've always heard the name, but it just kind of went through me, you know, all those years until about probably, I don't know, 11, 12 years ago. I really kind of, you know, kind of got on board and... You know, it was definitely the Metallica connection. Uh, I'm not going to lie about that. And, I mean, they have just, over the years, you know, the past decade, 15 years, whatever, they've just become absolutely one of my favorite bands. I mean, you're not going to get any higher quality of metal uh, anywhere else. And, um, you know, this new album is no different. You know, one thing that they, they've always been able to do the last few years, definitely, <clears throat> Is, uh, you know, their lead off track is a title track. Right. And it's just, it's just a banger. It's an anthem every fucking time. And Thunderbolt's no different. I mean, this is just a fist pounder. Um, you know, it, it's gonna, it's gonna take stages by storm. I can't wait. It's kind of one of those songs you expect to just be a part of the set list from here on out. Oh, definitely. For years to come, yeah, even yeah. after this album cycles through. I hope. So what, you know, I mean, I don't know if we go track by track, but, you know, there's a few of these tracks we definitely didn't mention. But what's your, is there a song you could say is your favorite track on the album? So far, it's Predator. Right. I think that's my favorite because it's just, I mean, it, it's it's that classic Saxon Gallop, everything you want. And it's also got, you know, an insane cameo from Johan from Mona Marth. Right. Uh, and he's doing kind of the backup guttural vocals, but he also takes a few lines here and there. And it's just... <clears throat> It's something different for Saxon, but it's nothing that takes away or makes you go, what the fuck? You know, it just, it adds to, the, it adds to the complete badassery of the whole song. Right. And I mean, I, I, I you know, I love it. Um, There's a couple of things to point out about that is besides that, it's like, like you said, it's different. And when you told me you'd listen to this before I did, and you said, you got to hear this song. It's mm-hmm. insane. You know, these you know, guttural vocals along with Biff. And I'm like, that just kind of shocked me to hear because that's not something you expect. And then when you hear it, it's just kind of, it shouldn't be surprising, but just kind of surprised about how much it worked. Yes. Yeah. You know, because they're singing on top of each other yeah. on a lot of it. And uh, then, of course, another thing to add to that is that this might open up some more people checking Saxon out. Because I, Amon, I hope so. Amon Amarth is one of those bands yeah. that is, 
you know, revered worldwide, yeah. you know, and it's oh, yeah. a different fan, you know, even though it's all metal, <clears throat> it's still a different fan base that might not have checked out a band like Saxon. Yeah. So maybe that's going to bring a few people over. You never it, know. it should. It definitely should. Um, you know, we can't not talk about they played rock and roll. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, come on. Yeah. Especially, it's... especially since we just lost Fast Eddie. Right. Yeah. The timing on that was pretty, yeah, pretty crazy. As well. And when you saw that, when I saw that song title on a track listing, I knew instantly this has got to be about Motorhead. Oh, yeah. And then you hear it, and of course, the whole song is. And even later in the song, there's audio of Lemmy. That's right. You know, saying we're Motorhead and we play rock and roll. In, in, in the intro, I mean, the whole song, but especially the intro, is just a total nod to Motorhead with, you know, the the machine gun drums, you know, and, and the just the that, you know, wide open, just fat fucking guitar lead you know just yeah. intro lead coming out of it i mean they, they really they really gave quite a nod to lemmy and motorhead yeah without a doubt and yeah i even saw the other day they posted you know on all their social medias about you know the loss of fast eddie as well yeah so the obviously they wrote this song because of the loss of of lemmy but now it's even more relevant in a way, because it's coming out, it'll be coming out just a couple weeks after Fast Eddie passed away as well. Yeah. But besides Predator, I think my favorite track on the album is Sons of Odin. Nice, nice. It's yeah. got such a cool mid-tempo kind of groove to it, and it's a lot, it almost feels darker than Saxon normally yeah. does, in a way. <clears throat> and I just really dug it. Yeah. Um, what I liked was... uh. You know, roadie song. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's, and again, that's one of those things you, you always know you're going to get from Saxon that I love is, you know, one of the last songs on every album they usually do is something about, you know, like, uh, Ballad of the Working Man or Back in 79. They're, they're going to, they're going to pay homage to somebody or some era or, you know, they're, they're going to paint some kind of picture for you. And, uh, you know, they're going to have some fun with it, you know. And so, uh, this is kind of one of those things, kind of just paying tribute to the road crew and what you got to do to get the show going. Um, so I, I really dug that. Um, and it's got more of that, you know, kind of Saxon rock and roll feel. Yeah, you know, Saxon yeah, yeah. has those different yes, elements they do. they do where they go even real heavier, yeah. more, you know, rock and roll. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Nosferatu, the Vampire's Waltz, that was, you know, that was a nice epic kind of thing going on yeah i don't want to give too much away but you know i had a pretty good somber vibe and uh how about that opening riff on that song sniper yeah and uh <laughs> and another one i thought another one that kind of jumped at me was speed merchants because it sounded like it could have been on an early 80s saxon album yeah i know yeah definitely and that's another thing about saxon is a lot of their stuff it sounds like Saxon, so it sounds like it could have came out 30 years ago, but it also doesn't sound like it's 30 years old. It sounds like it's new, you know, so that's a great balanced line that they straddle, you know. That, that, that's that's the perfect kind of rock and roll to me. Right. You know, so. Well, we want to play play this track now? Yeah, let's, let's get into Thunderbolt.
Thunderbolt, the title track from Saxon's 22nd album, Thunderbolt. That, uh, we already talked about that, you know, how kick-ass that is, but glad we got to play it here. And we got to mention again, February 2nd is when this album drops, so be sure and grab that. That track, of course, is already out. You can find it on all the digital media platforms as well. And another thing to, to mention is Saxon's one of those bands that, you know, they're revered as being, you know, a classic band, but outside of like huge fans of music, a lot of people... You know, they're not they're not like Motorhead or something where your general public might yeah. know as well. So I I'm really, really glad that Judas Priest has taken him out. Oh yeah. Because that's... Priest is one of those bands that everybody knows whether they even pay attention or not. Yes. And I kinda hope Saxon reopens some eyes of like your general metal fan that might go see Priest, you know? Definitely. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. It's just that was so cool of Priest to take them out in the US. Um and uh I mean, I, I, you know, they're coming to Tulsa. They haven't been to Tulsa since 1998. You know, um, I, I, I can't wait. It's going to be great. And I didn't mean to rhyme, but I just did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, to, to see them in 98, home, it's great. Can't wait. I'm telling you, it, <laughs> to, to, to see them in, in, in the hometown is going to be great. And, uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think the crowds, crowds are going to love them. If you're there for Judas Priest, I mean, you can't, hate Saxon, that's for damn sure. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, I'm glad we got to play the song. Thanks to their people. This is great. Well, speaking of new music, this past Friday, saw the release of No Cross, No Crown, yes. the brand new album from Corrosion and Conformity. And without, without getting too, I don't know how to do this without getting too fanboyish here. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I've... <clears throat> I know I've mentioned this before, like this is, I've been waiting for this for a long time, like a lot of people, like yeah. you or anybody else that's a fan uh, of COC, but just having Pepper back in the band was what I'd been just dreaming of for years now. That's right. Not only that, you know, just when that happened, that's all I wanted to see was to be able to see them live and then just hope maybe music came from it. Mm-hmm. And then once they got back together and it became a full-time thing again yeah. for the, for the time being. And they said they're going to release an album. Then I was just even more excited. And, you know, we've been about over two years since since that point. Mm-hmm. So for this to finally be here, man. It's pretty fucking special. I yeah. mean, we haven't had a new COC. Well, we haven't had a COC record with Pepper since 2006. Right. Um, and not only that, we haven't had COC with all four members of the classic lineup since 2001. Oh, you mean it live? Oh, I mean, no, 2000, sorry. 2000. Oh, yeah, Reed true. Mullen wasn't on yeah, Reed Mullen, yeah, no shit, no shit, because when we saw him on the whole 2006 thing was with another drummer. They right. had a couple different drummers. Then he came back at right after that. Yeah, yeah. So this album, what a way to come out of the gate. I yeah. mean, there it was. it was like there's no steps missed. There's no... I mean, shit, man. Yeah, there's. It's one of those <laughs> ones. The first time I listened to it, I'm like, I, I can't say which of these tracks is my favorite song, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's weird. The first time I listened to it, I want well, to mention this on the last episode. I'm like, yeah. I thought this was really cool, but it's just not. It's not up there with those first few for me. Mm-hmm. 
but it could. It'll probably eventually be there. But the second time I listened to it, I listened to it on headphones. Yeah. And just everything clicked for me. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm like, this is exactly what I wanted. What the fuck was I thinking? You know, <laughs> you know and every song is as good well, as the last. Know, and, the, and that's why that's why it takes albums a bit, you know, no matter what album it is. You've got to really listen to it a few times to start getting your thoughts going, I think. You know? Right. Um, uh, but, I mean... This is just this to me. It's up there with everything, you know. I mean, uh, Little Man. That song is worth the price of admission alone. I think. Yeah, I really love that song. Yeah, the a thing that kind of jumped out at me the second time listening is kind of what what we said about Hardwired by Metallica. Yeah, is that they're pulling from. You can hear stuff from every era. Yeah, in this thing. And that first track, I don't even, you say it, Luddite? Is that how you say it, you think? I, I think he said Luddite, but okay. who knows? I mean, either way, I'm sure it's fine. Um, that song right out the gate is reminiscent of what they were doing on In the Arms of God. Yeah. And then yeah. once you get past that, everything else has more of that deliverance and wise blood kind of feel to it. Yeah. Which is... You know, of course, the two albums that most people revere the highest. Yeah. You know, with Blind right behind there. Yeah. But Wolf Named Crow, to me, is the first thing that jumps out, like, completely. Like, this is at the high echelon of what COC's always done. Forgive Me, I love that. Yeah, Forgive that Me. That's like such a hook. Yeah, that's just, like, perfect classic. Oh, yeah. Pepper riffage. Yeah. And, and, and I like all the, all the little... Uh, segues and little you know intros and outros and however however you want to say it <laughs> yeah the thing about that is it's funny because a lot of times on albums that kind of bugs me mm -hmm. but coc it absolutely does not no because yeah, no definitely you know deliverance you pointed out the first time you you heard it you're like this kind of yeah 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 reminded me of how they did with right. deliverance but that's one of my favorite <laughs> albums of all time so when coc does it and yeah like i i didn't have the track list pulled up but the the second little interlude mm -hmm. with the acoustic guitar was badass. Always love to hear that kind of stuff from them. You know, that might be one of the only things I don't like is there's not something like Stare Too Long on here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you, <laughs> yeah. you always want to hear that, you know, when Pepper does that kind of southern slow thing. Yeah, true. But true. late in the album, that uh, that track, um, A Quest to Believe, Yeah, you know, is real slow and prodding and... You know, he's singing slow and yeah, true, true. the guitar solo on that thing is just probably my favorite guitar solo on the thing. And the whole the whole album if you love COC, it's like that sound that, you know, Pepper and Woody make together in guitar is undeniable. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucking trademark, man. Yeah. And the the only the only kind of thing that might not be at the level of the earlier stuff is there's just times with his vocals it seems like he's I don't know. You know, like maybe where he screams and it just doesn't have the full effect yeah. that it used to have. But <laughs> that's not really a bad thing because this is one of my favorite vocalists of all times. And he, his voice is perfect for, you know, it's not like Rob Halford where you could tell if he lost something a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's like Pepper has one of those voices where he could lose something and it still works for that style of sound. Definitely. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah trying to think the only other thing i want to point out was the the title track was you know had that real slow and ominous 
feel to it, and that's kind yeah, of not did, common. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. You, okay. Normally, a title track is like something in your face, Definitely. you know, and this is just <laughs> so it's not real common to get that. But then that final track. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the Son and Daughter. Yeah. The cover um, of Queen's Son and Daughter. I, I love that song. I, I, and, and that was just a, you know, like we were just talking a minute ago. I went back and listened to the original, and they did they did the original so much justice, and Queen even endorsed it and threw up a link to it on their site. Which is huge. Yeah, which is huge, and, and, and had nothing but kind words to say about it. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it, it's... It's one of the better covers you're going to hear, you know, in the whole, you know, pantheon of rock covers. Right. Well, the <laughs> and the thing to point out is when you think of Queen, you don't think of like it lending itself to COC. Yeah, like <laughs> like Southern Stoner Metal. Yeah. But the song Son and Daughter, if you don't remember it, go back and listen to it because yeah. it's like that song itself when you hear it completely lends itself to no it. shit. It's and, all it's bass heavy, it's it's almost like this is a precursor of what stoner metal is going to be. Yeah, and you know that's and that's another thing we could we can mention is you know a lot of early Queen. You know, most people think of you know Radio Gaga and We Will Rock You and you know We Are the Champions and and you listen to some of those early records and it's pretty nitty gritty stuff. Yeah, pretty organic, pretty pretty excuse me, pretty riffy. You know, Dragon Attack, what the fuck? I mean, that's right. awesome, too. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and, you know, this is just us at first, you know, kind of a, you know, I, I am by no means a queen aficionado. There's probably people out there that are like, yeah, no shit, dumbass. <laughs> you know, but I'm just now realizing this, and I'm sorry, and I recognize it. But, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it totally works. Yeah, so it's cool. We've got queen, in my opinion, had... The greatest front man in the history of rock and roll. Uh, you're you're and, exactly right. And I, then I named my goddamn dog after him. That's I right. Mean, come on, come <laughs> on. He's one. He's like one of my favorite singers ever. Yeah. And then Pepper, who's one of my favorite vocalists of all time. So it's cool to have someone like that covering someone else that I revere at that level. You know. Yeah. But yeah, so check out No Cross No Crown from Coc. It's out now. They're on tour with Black Love Society. And hopefully they'll be touring on this album throughout the year. Let's play some more music. Let's do it. Let's let's get into some tunes, man. We've got a band out of Tulsa, Oklahoma called 13 Minutes. And this song is called Obsessed. Fight my brain to the detail Still low and far 
Obsessed from 13 Minutes. That was the title track of their Digital 45 that included that song and Fragile. That's a cool thing to point out off the top. These guys have done over this past year. They've released, I think, three or four Digital 45s where it's just two yeah. tracks at a time. Which I think is a great way yeah. to do things. They've really got do right now. corresponding cover art, so it all it's kind of like a theme thing, you know, really yes. smart, you know. And I, I, I love that idea. Yeah, and these guys are a newer band out of Tulsa. They've only been together for less than a couple of years, mm-hmm. but they've all been around the scene. Several of them have played together in the past. We've actually had the drummer, Jamie, here on the podcast back. Man, it's been way back, probably about a year and a half ago now. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're they're playing Holodafest, right? Yeah. We should, we should get him back on. I mean, I think, you know, I think this is a great fucking song. Um, you know, it's just, it's kind of a, a pulsing, kind of bouncy kind of thing, you know. It's got great guitar lines, uh, you know. It, just go check out all their stuff. It's it's superb. And this is another thing, you know, we always reference Octane and Liquid Metal. Yes. You know, on here, for those yeah. of you that don't know, that's yeah. two I- stations on Sirius. <laughs> yeah. And this song is one of those tracks that... It's like seven, you know, I'm not saying this sounds anything like seven dust, but I'm saying it's like seven dust where it could cross the line and go definitely either yeah. way at any time. Yeah. <laughs> and the song, you know, cause he's got those, those, those vocals are, are heavy. Oh and, yeah. I mean, and even in the, in the points when they're not, it's got that kind of feel of your more octane style stuff with real, real tight, concise guitar work. And then when he's, when he's going deep, that makes this thing sound extremely heavy as well definitely so it's just it's really cool and they've you know their songs vary from each other they're not just all stock where it all sounds the same they're a great band to check out look them up that's 13 as the roman numeral minutes so look them up they're on spotify they're on Bandcamp, reverb nation find them on facebook follow them like them and like jason mentioned they're going to be at a lot of fest so i'm really looking forward to that because i hadn't seen them live yet definitely all right, so what is up next? Is it machine head time? I think. Oh <laughs> man, I think so. It, yeah. Here come the waterworks, Trent. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, Whew. you're gonna have the waterworks while we're talking. Uh, no, I the almost per, did. The proverbial, <laughs> maybe, but like I just told you before, this song. I mean, talk about something that invokes emotion. This song, bastards, that they just released. Um, Machine Head from their new album, uh, Catharsis. Uh, I mean, wow. I mean, talk about the, 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 it's like this anthem, somber melody, but uh, along with like the lyrics too. I mean, it's just in, in what's going on in the world right now. And I mean, I, I, I get choked up. I'm not going to lie. And it's just, it, 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 makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up it gives you goosebumps um i mean and you're a bigger machine head fan than i am so i'm really interested to hear what you think now well i i I started reading stuff i didn't read too much but i saw the stuff that started coming out yeah when this song was released and then i got a messenger um message from you and Jason Carroll. Yes. Saying, yes. check this out, you know, and you're like, yeah, he's I the got one goosebumps. That, yeah. And he's like, this is fucking great. And 
I wasn't able to listen to it till the next morning. And I actually was driving down the highway and remembered, oh, I got to put that on Spotify. I put it on Spotify and literally I had to pull over. Okay. I'm I, not trying to sound like a geek, but no, hey, what I don't you doubt saying? it. Cause this I'm song... just like, I'm like, I got to hear what the fuck's going on here. This is just cause it kind of took, even though I knew it was going to be a little different cause he had mentioned that previously. Yes. He said there's two or three songs on here that some people won't like, whether it's because of the, the words or just because of the music. And that's the first thing that jumped out at me is I love this. My first reason for loving this is because Rob Flynn, it took, he took some time, but he, he built everything back up to where the majority of the metal community loved him, I guess. Yes. And a lot, a lot of those people that were pissed off about the burning red yeah. and supercharger came Which, back. Yeah. Fuck them. Cause those yeah. records are great. Anyways, I don't well, care yeah. who says anything, what, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But there's so many people that, oh, yeah. that, yeah. that they lost in that period that loved them from the first couple albums. And then it was this, this slow climb back up to when the blackening came out and all of a sudden the blackening was at the top of everybody's list that yeah. year. And all then the people everything, that were talking shit automatically yeah. loved him again. Yeah. And everything after that has always been for the most part, you know, well received critically yes. and by fans. And then here he is with the song that just completely take the message out of it. Just the music alone. Oh yeah. is going to lose half these people. Again. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I thought, well, first off, he's got balls for just saying he's at a point now. We know he's at a point where he doesn't give a shit because he said that many times in the last couple of years. Yeah. He's not ever going to play festivals again. Well, at least in the foreseeable future, you know, he does things the way they want to do things. Mm-hmm. And here they are with a song that not only is a little bit left to center from what a metal band like that would ever do musically. But then, like, the political message, or whatever you want to call it, as well, is extremely prevalent. And that doesn't matter what kind of music it is or who it is. That always draws huge reactions one way or the other as well. Yeah. So, kudos for him for doing what the fuck he wants. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, um, you know, kind of like you said, take, take the lyrics, take the message out of it. I'll get to that in a minute, but like, you know, there's acoustic guitar, there's Hammond B3 going on. Um, there's, there's a ton of melody. There's, there's that, it's that kind of like, you know, I hate to make this like, I hate to make this, it's not like I'm comparing it to, but it's that real solemn, like, kind of like, you know, coming of age, sad kind of melody, kind of like, you know, the whole, the, the graduation march melody. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like where, you know, you it's one of those melodies you reflect, you know, that that guitar line that is kind of that single guitar melody that's going on throughout the whole thing. You know, just that alone just kind of makes you. It's just those notes that bring something out of you, you know, um, you know, and, and you know, he's he's putting his heart on his sleeve just in the music right there. And, you know, to me. Uh, you know, I, 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 as much of a metalhead as I am, dyed in the wool. I love when people, I, I love when bands take risks and do something different just because it might piss somebody off. I love that. I love that fucking, they did a fucking new metal record. You know, I love that Metallica did Lulu, even though I've never really heard it and it, what I've heard is sucks. 
<laughs> but it pissed so many people off. Fucking love that. I mean, it's just awesome. I love that Def Leppard did slang. It's awesome because it made so, it, it made so many people look like assholes when they, you know, said they hated it, but claimed they were Def Leppard fans. Anyways, I'm getting off subject. I'm just saying, I, I love when bands take risks and just don't give a fuck. It's awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, the lyrical message, without getting too political or naming names or naming, you know, uh, events. Um, you well, know, do we want to say that? Because he, he said it. Oh, himself. yeah, that we could, you know, because that's what inspired it. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. No, he was recently, I mean, I don't, it was just a couple weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm. He was on this podcast called Lead Singer Syndrome. Yes. That's hosted by the singer of Silverstein. Which, Silverstein, sorry. I've only and, heard one episode, which is this one, but it seemed like a great podcast. I'm going to check it out more. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good, yeah. good host and asked yeah, great yeah, questions. I really liked that guy. It was great. And one of the things he talked about, he, he mentioned there was a couple tracks on here that lyrically, you know, split the camps basically. And mm-hmm. he, he kind of asked, well, like, what is it or what's it about to get him to talk about it? And he said that the song Bastards. He wrote, I think he said 20 minutes after he, yeah. he turned, he woke up, turned on the news and it was the Charlottesville thing. And he sat down. He saw that girl get ran yeah. over. So he sat down and wrote the lyrics of this like 20, 25 minutes later. Yep. And then he said within 30 minutes or an hour after that, he was in the studio recording the vocals. Yeah. Because they had already, they had kind of the basis for this song already written, you know, musically. And mm-hmm. so... So this whole thing came together an hour or two after he saw that on the news. So that's what kind of even kind of sparks it more emotion from it, you know. Definitely. I mean that, and that's almost you know I, I'm I'm not a overtly you know religious or spiritual kind of guy, but that almost makes you wonder, like you know, I don't know if they wrote that song. Maybe the song wrote them. Right. You know, maybe the song just used them. Yeah. Um. And, and you know and. I think that's really all we need to say about the political side of it, you know, because... You well, know, I do want to say something. Oh, no, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to get political. I'm just, I want to say, you know, I've talked, I'll talk politics to anybody in time because I've got a pretty off the normal stance view on a lot of stuff. But <laughs> the point is, I, when I think about it, I don't really, I don't ever care if people have politics in their music or that celebrities talk at so many people get pissed off and people do that. It's like... I just ignore it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I love Ted Nugent and I love Tom Morello. Yeah, because, they're oh, fe- definitely, because yeah. their music's great. It doesn't exactly. matter if I agree with either one of them, you know. Mm-hmm. But so when someone does this, it's like, you know, usually I just like whatever. Even if they say something I didn't agree with, if it's good music, it's a good song, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob obviously takes a, a stance in this, but at the same time, you you know, kind of like we already said, you got to respect that for him putting it out there. Definitely. There's a line, I'm not going to mention it, where he says a few, um, he, he says he, a few terms. He uses the terms, the slurs, but yeah, and he, he uses it in a way, you know, that, that, that plays on, you know, the, the opposition's, views, uh, yeah. views, um, ignorance, if I can be so bold. Yeah, and if you take, if you hear it two or three times, you realize exactly what he's saying. You'll he's, understand it. Yes, it's used for effect, but it's also used yes in the opposite of what it actually exactly the terms you know are used for. Yeah, 
and, and which makes it all the more poignant to me. Right. So. So, yeah, I mean, it's we already know what his stance is on that kind of stuff because he did that long ass video where he railed on Phil and Somo yes. and all that other stuff like however long ago that was a couple years ago now. And so it's not like it's news to anybody the, what his views are. Yeah. But yeah, when when you mentioned the music, another thing to point out is when you first hear this, it's so cool because it's got that, you know, you, we've heard acoustic stuff from, you know, him before. Like there's the acoustic version of Darkness Remains. and Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, Darkness Within. Yeah. This isn't Night Demon. <laughs> and uh, when you hear that and then right when it kicks in. You know, this has almost kind of like a punk feel to it. A punk, yes. like a punk song yeah. with me- a lot of melody, you know? Yeah. Isn't that kind of what uh, Jason Carroll said? Maybe that's what, yeah, maybe he had yeah. said that, like punk and folk, maybe? or yes, country, yeah. No, punk and country. We, kind of, we talk about him like every episode. We got to have him on for something. Right. One yeah, day. Why, why haven't we? I know, right. I know. He, he's like, uh, he's, yeah, it just, yeah, that has to happen. Yeah, you know how there's like the fifth Beatle, you know? <laughs> He's like the third. He's like the third Thunder Underground. You know? Yes, he definitely is. Well, it's gonna happen. He is like, he is like, um, you know how what Paul Moak is to metal up your podcast. The general listening audience doesn't know. They don't know, but me and you know, and that's all the fucking matters. <laughs> but I will also say what I told him and you. Like I said, Rob Flynn could probably take a shit on a microphone, and I'd probably think it sounded good. Yep. You know, yep. that's how much I like his music, no matter any point at any time. Yep. That time we saw him, they're opening for Megadeth. I mean, that's probably been five or six years ago now. It, it's it's and been a long. It's been longer than that. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, it's been, and I I don't want to. Maybe it's like two thousand. Because I remember a certain night where I made a certain life decision. Okay. That I don't want to go into. Okay. But I remember, and I think it was around 2009. I thought it was a Suicide Silence after. Yes. After he had already passed, died. Was he the. No, he was. We just missed Suicide Silence because we got there late, I think. Oh, okay. But remember when Machine Head played From This Day, they came out and like jumped in the crowd and shit. Yeah. Because he said, Rob Flynn said, oh, they wanted to hear the song, so we're going to play it. And we're like, holy fuck. But it's the that was what I was just wanting to mention. That was one of the first times they had played that song yes. in years, and, years, yeah. Since, and I was just yeah. like geeking out because, yeah. Well, and I remember, and see, I was going to bring this up too. Funny you mentioned that. I was going to bring this up. One of this is one of those things. This is the last time I seen that Machine Head live too. Oh. Is that it was like this? There's this point where Rob Flynn and Phil Dimmel were doing this like double solo, and you were so geeked out, you were like, you were like hitting me on the shoulder, you know? And, like, you don't do that very often, so I always remember that. That was cool. Okay. So that was, like, you know. But I remember, because of the certain decision I made, that pretty much, you know, was one of the worst decisions I ever made in my whole goddamn life. Okay. But it was that night, anyway, So it was, and I'm pretty sure it was 2009. I want to say it was 2009 really hard, so I'm I'm thinking it was it was so that was what god nine years ago eight nine years ago yeah so there you go wow well go look it up if you heard this and think man i need to hear this it's on spotify youtube everywhere yeah you've you've got and see uh i i'd I'd watch the the video for it which it's not a 
it's just kind of like the the YouTube video just kind of shows the album cover and you know when it's coming out and stuff. Right. One of those promo things. But right after it was like a practice video of him doing it, like in in his studio. But I didn't watch it because I had to I had to leave or something. Okay. So I need to go watch it. I might just do it when we hit when we hit stop here in a minute. Well, what so, I want to say but, is yeah, that go check it out after hearing this, especially. You know, like a couple year before last, maybe he did a a bunch of shows, just acoustic. In, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. in California, yeah. and that's like high on my bucket list now to be able to see this guy acoustic because there's so many songs that would yeah. just be amazing to see, and you know that this will be in the this would be in that set list now. Definitely, yeah. And I assume well, they're probably playing it on their their yeah. tour now anyway. But yeah, which is another. I mean, I want to you know I want to go see them in Dallas, but it's in the middle of the damn week. Right. It's gonna be tough. I I don't think I can do it. Yeah, I'm still contemplating. It's yeah. January 30th in Dallas at Gas Monkey if you're in the area. But yeah, they uh, it's an evening with Machine Head. No openers. You get two and a half hours, three hours sometimes. Just can't beat that. Yeah. The album comes out actually the Friday before that, which is January 26th. And the three songs that they've let out so far from it are all great. So I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of this thing. And I pre-ordered the cassette. Did you really? You damn right I did. Did you ever order that um, Obelisk? Yes, I did. I did. I did. It hadn't come in yet, but yeah, I ordered it. Cool. I'm cassettes, yo. That's what I'm about. That's right. Keep your vinyl. (laughs) <laughs> all right well another thing to mention is that just this past week as well streets gone wild yes announced that for at least now they're kind of pulling the plug on the festival yeah they only had one but they had you know they've kept the facebook page going because they had mentioned that they were going to shoot for summer of 2018 they're going to try to do it again yeah <clears throat> and they just decided to take a Call it a day on that, but they are continuing to do shows in Tulsa, the organizers and promoter, well, at the you know, IDL Ballroom in which, Tulsa. Which I get. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I mean, I can just figure it out maybe in a way. Yeah. But I mean, it just, that that's probably the best way to do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, that the first festival, it was, it was well attended and... But at the same time, it wasn't like tens of thousands of people. Yeah, and it, so it, it to takes be able to so book much that, to go. Yeah, yeah, you know, to be able to book what you want to draw people in, you're going to have to, you know, pay money for these bands. And right. it's like, you know, why not just they're in the area, they have a good thing going at the Ideal Ballroom every time they do one of these shows. They have a great thing going with one of these bands from the from the '80s or early yeah. '90s. They always have a, a full house, so. It's working. Yeah. And they obviously, right when they announced that, they also announced two new shows. And one of them is Slaughter on March 2nd and then L.A. Guns on April 16th. And so the first one, Slaughter, Rocket Science is opening. Yeah. And then the second one with L.A. Guns, Down for Five, and Dead Metal Society are opening. That, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, and with Slaughter, you know, I mean, I love Slaughter. They're one of my favorites from that era. You know, and I mean, I can, we can go on about Slaughter all day, you know, all the songs I love and all that shit, but you know, just, just to see Zoltan Chaney is worth the price of admission. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. We've mentioned that many times. (laughs) If you ever get the chance to see Slaughter live or Vince Neil live, obviously choose Slaughter, you know, because it's 
the singer actually yes. sounds good and sings. Yeah, he can but, still sing. But it's still worth going to see the Vince Neil shit show because his backup band is great. Yep. And Sultan Chaney is just a phenomenon. He's yeah. he's a great drummer and he's like one of the best drumming showmen you will ever see. So are 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 you is it is it it's March second, Friday? Oh no! Sorry, third Saturday. Oh, thank God! Oh, second is Dropkick Murphys. Second is That's Dropkick why. Murphys in Gnostic Front in Oklahoma City, and I bought tickets for that. That's why that was in my head that you, date. I, I I almost pooped myself. Did I give you a mini heart attack? Yeah, or? you did. <laughs> so, so that's gonna go. that's gonna be a full weekend, isn't it? Yeah, if you're in this Tulsa Oklahoma City area, you got Dropkick Murphys and Agnostic Front on the Friday. Then you've got Slaughter. Yeah. Rocket Science on a Saturday, and then the We Are Tulsa Music Awards on that Sunday. Holy shit. So, and those are three totally different things, so hey. Yeah, which is, that's what we thrive on. We love all that. Yeah. Boy, I better save up my time off from work, huh? Yeah, <laughs> right. Friday afternoon and Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so a big shout out to Doug Burgess and Tom Green. Oh yeah, definitely. For, you know, even though we... Aren't going to get a second Streets Gone Wild. We keep getting these great killer shows at the Ideal Ballroom. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, those guys work hard to get those shows. And, um, you know, they're always cool to us. So, yeah, you know, thanks again for bringing all these bands. Because, you know, we love it. Does that cover this week? I, I think so. We, we we covered quite a bit, man. Was, yeah. This is a good episode. Yeah. Um, We've got some pretty killer shit coming up. Yeah, we do. I mean, we're not going to tell y'all what it is right now. We don't want to jinx it. So that makes you think, that makes people think you're lying. We don't really have cool stuff coming. Yeah, but we do. So, <laughs> we do. so you know, they can just deal with it. Yeah. I never like to say things ahead of time just in case it falls through That's so right. then I don't look like an idiot later. But, you know, hey, we're pretty sure here in the next week or two we'll have something that many people will like. Pretty fun stuff. But in the meantime, you've got 154 episodes that you can go back and check out. Go to thethunderunderground.com. You can listen right there, or you can listen pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard, which is, you know, iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, MixCloud. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, where all of them are based. SoundCloud.com backslash thunder-underground. Follow us, like us on any, wherever you're listening. Leave us a comment, a review. Check them out. The past episodes have included guys from you going first or me okay seven dust <laughs> seven dust kiss I was about to start battle cross death angel overkill king saving able shine down great white warrant the obsessed crowbar crozier conformity we mentioned them earlier that's right 13 minutes we mentioned jamie earlier yes the list is endless you got any names out oh there? man uh miss may i um guar U.S. Bastards. Uh, he is legend. Street Dogs, Megadeth. Yeah, Street Dogs. Yeah, no kidding. Street Dogs, Megadeth. Shooter Jennings, Ian Moore. Bullet Ava- Boys. Avatar. Avatar. Has a I brand mean, new album that just came yeah, out last which Friday. Yeah, pretty cool. Jason Carroll has been on my ass about that album, so I got to listen to it. <laughs> I mean, th- there's so much for you guys to, to, sink, to get into. So, you know, uh, fucking Anvil, Night Demon. Uh, you know, shit. I mean, take your pick. Yeah, pretty much every style of rock has been covered. That's right. We've 
had, you know, like we just mentioned, punk, glam, thrash, death metal has been on here a few times. Just everything. So go back, check them all out. Once again, NeatherUnderground.com. Like us, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.